Hello and a warm welcome to everyone. You are listening to Back to Differ with Miss D and Zena V. This is a safe place to openly discuss and have different perspectives about topics related to women. Today, we are discussing a topic that everyone in the world today can relate. Working from home versus working from the office. Now Zen, as a person who have been working um, both office jobs and uh, you have also been having projects all along that you usually work on remotely, what's your perspective on this? Um, working, working from home, well, it really depends on um, what I'm, or what the subject is. Yeah, so for example, if, because I've been working from home since, whew, I don't know, it's been around 10 years, I guess. I've been working from home doing freelance <laughs> jobs, side jobs. Yeah, but um, I guess meeting clients, it's a lot easier to work from home, you know? Okay. Um, but teaching, the stuff that you and I do when it comes to yeah. teaching is very, it's, it's difficult, yeah, but um, I think with the right tools, I guess, and the motivation, I think it's uh, it's okay, you know. And what's really scary sometimes is that our students they kind of thrive in these situations. I don't know about you, the ones in your class, but I feel that my students somewhat do much better <laughs> in my in my subjects. I don't know about you though, right? Um. Well, Zenovi and I, and I are both lecturers at a university here in Indonesia, and we have been working from home for the past eight months, going on nine months, yeah, due to yeah. the pandemic. Definitely, there has been a lot of um, change arounds that, and adaptations that we've had to do, yeah, including the yeah. way we teach and how we interact with our students. Um, if you could choose, only one working from home or working from the office i think i know what the answer is but please explain and why i i like i definitely like working from home <laughs> okay and why because that? yeah because i teaching at least for my subjects yeah well some of my subjects teaching online is it's a lot easier yeah so i could teach my, my students um all these programs that they can use and um, yeah, I think that um, working from home, it, I, oh, number one is I don't drive, right? I don't know how to drive a car, <laughs> the unveiling. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how to drive a car. So I always go to work via Grab. And I mean, I save a lot of money, right? I save a lot of money going back and forth to work. Right. And alongside that, I actually have a lot of time. I, I realize what do I do with this one hour an hour? You know, what do I do with that? Because mm -hmm. I'm used to just sitting in the car and reading a book, but now I have that one hour in my day. So I kind of wonder what, what do I do with it? So I have more things to do and I like that. I don't know about you though, Debbie. Um, but what do you think about, uh, we've been hearing from students, for example, who are, um, they're not complaining, but they're talking about how they are missing out on this, um, student-teacher face-to-face interaction or even like hands-on practices that, that maybe require the, even though we could do almost everything online um, via other, you know, um, 
platforms such as Zoom or Google Meet, but some of these students are still craving this face-to-face uh, -face interaction in which they could actually have hands-on practice. Do you think that this is something that could be replaced by by what you are doing? Oh, um, yeah. So in regards to working from home, uh, teaching from home, yeah, working teaching mm -hmm. from home, um, yeah, that's that's something I'm really missing, which is that uh, hands-on interaction with my students, because I don't know how it looks like on your Google Meet, but I I have my um, on my screen, what I see are the slides. So it's like I'm talking right, to yeah. a wall. Exactly. You know, I am talking, I am talking to this wall. And the great thing about our students is that they constantly mute their mic. So they're and they do it out of you know courtesy so that you know whatever around them doesn't bother what I'm teaching, right? So it's everything is muted, yeah. Right. And we often don't know whether they're understanding it or no. And you ask a question, is that okay? Do you understand? And then they're and then it's just silence so, and sometimes they actually respond but on the camera right like they do thumbs up or yeah but we don't know and then you have to close that first in order to see them exactly and doing that is oh that's that's one of the tough parts is that i can't see that direct um right reaction the yeah is when i'm having like a um, unstable internet connection oh, and then only after I finished talking about an entire slide then they somebody would tell me miss actually it was kind of choppy or kind of laggy or something. could you repeat that please and, yeah. like, no. and, and then I would ask them like oh, what part did you miss of course they don't know what they missed because they missed it yeah like uh where 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 which slide was it? Uh, the previous one. Oh, okay. From which point? All of it. Okay. Yeah. So. And I'm like, you shut up, or else I'm gonna start from the beginning. And they're like, okay, they're <laughs> gonna shut up. Now, then, uh, we are relatively at a young age, and mm. it's still easy for us to adapt and learn new things. Yeah. But um, what about what do you think about this? Um, especially because we're both lecturers, yeah. So that's something that we have in common. Um, what do you think about the senior lecturers who are obviously having more difficulties uh, adapting to this whole situation and even learning these new technologies? That at first, even for us, it it was a little hard. But for these people, maybe it's almost impossible like they have to work extra hard to to maneuver this whole online teaching thing what do you think oh yeah that's this, this online teaching thing it's a state of mind i can say right. that um whether or not they want to learn because i mean th this is the thing as 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 lecturers our goal in life is to you know constantly learn new things right so mm -hmm. um I, I hope to believe that that's what our senior lecturers are also doing, you know, because I think this is also a chance to learn new things and do things a different kind of way. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a different kind of way that they have feared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but it's still something new and this could really push them to um, learn and discover a different way of teaching for them. Maybe it suits yeah. them, maybe it doesn't, yeah. Uh, so. I feel, especially uh, my father-in-law. He's he's a teacher as well, mm, yeah. um, and he he spent a pretty good time 
or a long time trying to figure things out. So he would invite like my husband and I to for lunch and then we would sit down and kind of teach him how to do things. But yeah. Yeah. And like he was, there was one point where um, he had like emergency family meeting, my camera won't turn on. And you're just like, (laughs) Oh no. And then you find out it's just a button that he had to click. And then the camera miraculously, like miraculously turned on. So I guess it's it's whether or not it's more of like a paradigm, like how they think and yeah. whether or not they want to learn. You know, right, sometimes yeah. they're already like, oh, no, this is for the young kids. I don't want to yeah. I can't do it. You know, but technology yeah. is there to make our lives easier, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So actually, I found something really endearing on social media. Um, I think it was maybe a month ago or something somebody posted a um a compilation of reactions of various people in support of elder teachers mm-hmm. uh, having to adapt to the situation I, and i think it started off with somebody complaining about their teacher because he was old and didn't know what to do with the computer and blah 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 and then all everybody came to his aid i mean like they were not uh, they didn't know each other, of course, but they were defending him and saying that you need to be nice because they are working extra hard. Yeah. And some actually gave examples of their own fathers, for example, who have taught for decades and this is the first time. So that teacher would spend like an entire summer just to get, you know, ready for the upcoming academic year. So yeah. I think uh, in many ways, yes, um, they... It has it, it is a state of mind in which you have to want to adapt but at the same time i think we have to be a support circle for these um yeah. teachers yeah because yeah. it is harder for them than for us yes i definitely i definitely agree and i don't know if we have that in indonesia maybe um or even at our university i don't yeah. know if we we have that but it's something to definitely look into because we do have senior lecturers yeah you know yeah um i'm hoping my hope is that at least they have family young family members yeah Mm -hmm. who would be willing to help them at home but i know for sure that at least in our university we have uh we have had many not many but several programs in order to you know um help and support these lecturers not just the senior lectures like the the programs were not specifically targeted at senior lectures but we could tell that the ones that that were more eager to learn were senior lecturers <laughs> so yeah i think um it's a it's something that all schools and institutions must do yeah um they have to have some programs that would actually um help this uh these teachers to get used to this um, technology. And I think one of the things that these institutions have to um, do is to be open to various levels of um, proficiency. Yeah? yeah. Maybe some lecturers will be able to use all kinds of apps and platforms and you know all those sort of things and still be okay with some lectures who may still only be able to present a PowerPoint presentation and then move on up from there, you know? I mean, yeah. with technology, you kind of have to learn by playing around with, right? Yeah, definitely. Exactly. So, so yeah. And um, how about... Um, actually, I want to, yeah. I, oddly enough, because um, you mentioned how 
about, I know this, I don't know if this, this has anything to do with um, lectures in general, but this has actually something to do with, you know, how in, in Indonesia and what moms are facing. So, I was gonna say, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Yes, go ahead. Oh, about, about moms, yeah. So uh, connecting to what you said on how lecturers are also learning how to um, deal with uh, teaching teaching from home. What's very interesting, not specifically about moms, yeah, but um, moms are training their, their, um, their apa? assistant rumah tangga yeah yeah they're training their um yeah assistant rumah tangga to use the ipads and the computer to set right. things up for their kids to go to school yeah. and i thought that was very very interesting that now they not only do they have to clean cook and everything like that but they also have to because usually they drop their kids at school right but now the new version of dropping the kids off at school is turning on the computer yeah, making yeah. sure the webcam is clean and working and you know the the student has logged in or the child has logged yeah. in and i thought that was like wow yeah things things are changing yeah well, moms have always needed their entourage, right? We call it the momtourage. <laughs> and I have, <laughs> right. Um, I have seen, um, obviously, this is not something that I'm, uh, that I'm, how do you say it? Like, I, I'm totally for it. Like, I would often see in my school, in my kids' schools, uh, where their, their nannies would actually hang out there waiting for the kids. Okay. Where, in my opinion, or some moms who would actually hang out there. And to me, it's actually, um, and I, I, I understand that many women out there will probably be begging to differ. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, in my opinion, uh, when your kids go to school, this is like the time they should be by themselves and learning to be independent and so on, even though they are with the teachers and the, and the friends, right? So when you have your mom hanging around or your nanny, that kind of uh, cancels out the whole purpose. And now this has evolved into the nannies being around the, the kids and helping them with, the, with all this stuff. Now, it would be easy for me to criticize that, but actually I'm a mother and yes, I am working from home and all my kids are, my two kids are studying from home. And now I do see the need for, I don't have a nanny. So I do see the need for, at least for my um, primary school kid mm -hmm. yeah. to, to hang around, at least in his room, to make sure, especially at the beginning, like, because yeah kids yeah they he also had to learn very fast he was not used to at all using computers yeah and so on and now so it, it took some time for me to actually have to make sure that he was already connected hey, like he knew he would know how to access a certain file and so on so that took time and and even like i tried to stay away from him at first for the longest time i would stay in his room try to do my work and honestly, it would be so difficult for me to actually work because, you know, every few minutes I would have to look at him and he would ask me questions and so on. Oh. So after some time, I uh, removed myself from his room and I would be working in my room. <laughs> That's like my my private room to to do work. Yeah. So my my bedroom has now become my office as well. My husband would be working in his man cave, which is downstairs. And but 
so I try to let him be independent, but very often the teacher would actually send me a WhatsApp message saying like, oh, Levi is doing this. Can you check on him? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm oh, like, wow. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, he's a kid, he's only six. And sometimes he would be uh, playing with his chair or, <laughs> or because he's in his own bedroom, he would mm. go climb on his bed. And then I, I've, I've seen him uh, twice or more times actually, uh, when I checked on him and he was actually fast asleep in his bed on his bed oh my goodness oh yeah um his older brother however i don't need to check on him mm. although although yeah sometimes i do check on him and i would catch him playing games or something even though he has his um you know the google meet is on but he would be on his phone and so on so yeah now actually um even though they're all home, I, I feel that they actually need to be supervised even more. Yeah, yeah, right. Whereas maybe when they are in the classroom, you don't, I mean, it's so easy for the teacher to see whether they're using their phones, right? And yeah. the teacher will be in charge. So yeah, now I see that it is um, actually extra hard for the for the parents, yeah, especially working parents. It's already hard for the for the parent for the stay-at-home parents for instance, to have to work in their homes, like cooking and domestic works and so on. But usually the kids would be off at school and they have some time to do their domestic work. And when they the kids come home, then, you know, they have to take care of them. But yeah. now it's all at the same time. And now yeah, imagine it's... parents who are working full time and they have to do domestic work and taking care of the kids. So yeah. And like I, I kind of wonder um, because I don't have kids, but I kind of really wonder how. What are, so there are at least now, right? There are a different. There is a different range of families, and some of them are working from home. Some of them are not working from right. home, but right. all the children are still at home. So, yes. like I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you've heard stories, but I kind of wonder how it's like for parents who are not working from home, but their kids are at home. How does, right, yeah. I wonder what the dynamic is there. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually, for once, am really, really hoping that my office will stay, um, you know, having the working from home policy mm -hmm. until my, until all my kids are actually going back to, to school physically mm -hmm. because I cannot imagine if I have to go to the office and they are staying at home again because I don't have a babysitter or or a nanny um, now right now it uh, I think the the Indonesia is kind of divided into yeah there are parents who are who cannot wait for the kids to go off to school and they're actually begging their the the schools to <laughs> let the kids in whereas I'm on the other side uh, hoping that the kids will uh, the kids don't have to go to school physically just yet because yeah it's dangerous play. right yeah yeah so yeah but other than that I'm also hoping that it's gonna be synchronized with my my own work so that I have to go to the office physically when the kids also have to go to to the school physically because otherwise it's gonna be very difficult and yeah yeah very, it's going to be very messy as well, I think. Or yeah. again, like I said, like time to adapt. Um, how long did it take for you to adapt to 
working from home. Okay, so um, if you remember, we had at the beginning of this pandemic, which was in in Indonesia, it started like March, yeah, February, mm -hmm. but then full blown, it was March, and so that was at that time the semester hadn't ended yet, but it was about to end. So everybody had to go home and finish their semester, finish their courses during that period of time. I think we ended in April, correct? Um, yeah. So we had like one month that we everybody had to adapt however they could. Now, during that time, I that was a learning uh, period for me. So I knew some of the things that didn't work, some of the things that I should have done and so on. Now, yeah. and then we had um so we started the following semester i believe it was in april in was it in june june or july yeah we uh i think it was july there right so we had time to get ready right like with our syllabi with setting up our google google classroom and so on so yeah i think that that period that we had from march until april to finish off all the courses was a very was very important i'm actually glad that happened um in order to to know like what 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 to avoid what to do and so on so that i could actually do it right the next the, the upcoming academic uh, the, the upcoming semester how about yeah. you uh well there wasn't really maybe it, it for me it took about uh maybe a one week or two weeks okay. because there was um because I told you right the subjects that or I don't know if you guys know but I teach very practical subjects in our mm. university yeah so um for example photography that is very hands-on and we were in the middle of the semester I think when that happened when we started working from home and I had a lot of plans for my students and I you know we were supposed yeah. to go out we were supposed to do an outdoor photo shoot and then oh, we were supposed yeah. to yeah so that, that was very very uh difficult and I think it was then I had to really think on my feet and and say, okay, if the students can't go out and take photographs, well, the least I can do then is teach them how to edit pictures better mm -hmm. or to manipulate photos better yeah. because, you know, that's the only hands-on way I could teach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really tough, you know, like yeah. I would make instructional like instruction videos on how to mm -hmm. use a camera, but that would, yeah, I can't really see them, you know, they, they have to do it on their yeah. own it's really hard you don't get that feedback that body language when you but know like yeah. when you know that student doesn't understand something you can yeah. tell from their body language and you can't yeah. see that through the camera yeah so that's, i imagine yeah. i imagine there would have to be there, there would have to uh, be a lot of things that we had to to change and to adapt yeah like for instance excursions field oh, trips yeah, mm. yeah? Field trips that we have to that we would go to a company and we would you know visit their office a factory or whatever a studio and that's not possible so we do it virtually of course the feeling is definitely different yeah because everybody's at, and at their own homes and then they would just have to see on camera a certain company and like how, how does how does yeah. that work out though what do they do they how how does this virtual tour work out so uh, we have done that with a company. Um, 
yeah, obviously it's very different, but the preparation is also much, much simpler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about a normal field trip or excursion usually, and financially, of course, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, usually we would have to prepare all this logistics. We have to prepare about. Um, we have to prepare the bus, yeah, right, yeah. and and consumption, yeah. and then um, the company is not very easy either because they have to adapt to the number of people we're bringing. So oftentimes, for example, we really want to visit this one company, but because we are more than 15, then we cannot be accepted because mm -hmm. the office is not big enough or something like that. Yeah. Now, so the things uh, related to that are different now. Now, but it also takes away the excitement, don't you think? Like students don't have to get together and ride on a bus and then go visit. Yeah an office building that they would get a sense like oh this office is so cool like you can imagine like companies such as you know google or where they're like wow i want to work here someday or something like mm -hmm. that whereas if you just watch it virtually the the, the feeling is totally different and then um also with the the speaker whereas before usually um in in a field trip they would get to meet various people yeah, like for example, oh, this is the the CEO, this is the head of marketing, this is uh, that, and they would visit every single department. Now, um, although that is possible, but what, uh, what we have experienced so far would be just like one CEO and introducing the entire company. So I can, I can see that some of the things are totally um, different and maybe we will figure out a way to, to replace some of those elements, but I, I think that these are one of the few things that are that cannot be replaced the thing i still feel that could be replaced like i personally feel that i'm doing fine with my teaching yeah mm -hmm. although i don't know my teachers may may beg to differ and my students yeah. beg to differ but um yeah so i think i'm doing okay but i can also um imagine that some of the things cannot be replaced yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I kind of wonder with that tour, just so you guys meet on Zoom and then there's this guy with a camera and he walks around with a camera all over campus or like all over their factory. Is that how it works? That would be possible. That would be one option. But what we, we had actually was in our experience, uh, mind you, we've only had one excursion so far. Yeah? yeah. So what we did was he had a presentation. So in his presentation, he actually um showed pictures of various departments Ach, various so. parts of it so that's even like because you can imagine i mean if if i were him i would also feel a little weird about walking around in my office right and by the way he at that time was working from home as well everybody was working oh, from right. home yes. oh right yes yeah so he had slides of his company i mean slides of of uh pictures of his company and so on so he was able to show pictures but that feels nothing like an actual field trip, as you can yeah, imagine. Definitely. Wow. Okay. I thought, okay. Yeah. I would be, I would, <laughs> me as a student, I would be a bit, okay. Thank yeah. You. Well, luckily, um, hopefully they understand that we're not doing, the, I mean, it's not our fault. Yeah. This mm. is going on everywhere. And I, I hope that the students can understand the fact that this actually shows that we are, trying as hard as possible to to still compensate for that rather than 
just be like, oh, there's a pandemic, so we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna do that, and that's it. Yeah. So we're hopefully they they can. <laughs> so hopefully they can actually see that we're actually trying to find options to compensate for what they are missing instead. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, that's been a very interesting discussion and i can see that we are pretty much on the same page yeah although you have already said that um you pretty much prefer working from home yes i do yeah, yeah. i myself prefer working at the office because i feel that the, um i can um separate my you know my persona as a lecturer and then as a mother Mom, yeah that, you know what i mean so i i need yeah. my own space for all those things yeah. i personally don't like to when i was working from the office i would never almost never yeah bring uh work home so yeah. i when i'm home i don't want to do anything related to work like i would actually wait until the next day and now yeah. i don't have that anymore and yeah. actually oftentimes i would forget about um what they today was because even on weekends i would have to work yeah right. so like do you feel that there's like a blurring of boundaries absolutely like right. how do you how how would you um like what advice would you give to working moms out there regarding their boundaries um what i did what I, and what i still am doing is that number one you have to i think that i have to kind of accept that it has changed now yeah so if mm -hmm. i do want to uh, have my own boundaries it's okay but there are this doesn't necessarily mean anymore that i will be working eight to five because mm -hmm. it's no longer than that and no longer like that anymore yeah because mm -hmm. in my in my case for example in the morning uh i would be focusing on my son so i would oh yeah working later mm -hmm but sometimes i would have to work until even later because i just started at one for example yeah I see. so i think um, you kind of have to so i think it kind of um you kind of have to accept the changes that are going on and then in and then in the end um try to maneuver around with uh, the changes that you have uh, that have endured yeah all right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for um, the discussion. This has been a really interesting discussion. And I think everybody here, all the listeners could relate to our topic. Yeah, yeah I hope so too. Right. This is something that we cannot avoid and everybody's experiencing. Yes. And I'm just hoping that everybody is keeping their sanity. Yeah. The pandemic <laughs> will be over and maybe somehow will, right and maybe we will actually have to adapt again to I, work I back home to work back at the office right yeah okay yeah. Wow. so all right so zenavi thank you so much for today's discussion yeah thank I, you too i think that we both are on the right um path and we're doing our best to as teachers for example to still deliver top-notch service to our students and still uh, perform well in our profession. Our, yeah, it's and not I, easy. <laughs> right, and I wish you um, to stay healthy and safe. Yes, and, and I wish our listeners as well right. to stay healthy and safe. 
Okay. All right. Um, thank you for listening to us. This is um, She Begs to Differ with Miss D and Zenavi. And we hope to meet you again in, at our next podcast. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.